Hello and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin and this is Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today we're talking about School of Rock. Hey, Mr. S. Mm-hmm. We have a name for the band. Hit me. The School of Rock. The School of Rock. And we shall teach rock and roll to the world. There's no way you can stop the school of This is a family comedy. Directed by Richard Linklater. The cast includes Black Jack, I Carly, and Mrs. John Cusack. I watched this movie on YouTube. Joey, how did you watch it? I watched it on DVD. I, I, I wish, own it. Yeah, I wish I could watch this on DVD because this DVD got a lot of mileage in my childhood. Oh, yeah? Yes, and even the CD of the soundtrack also got a lot of mileage from me and my siblings. So, um, unfortunately, I don't live with my parents anymore, so I had to watch it on YouTube. Well, this may disappoint you, but this is, this is we've owned that movie for a long time, and this is the first time it's been opened. So. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> does disappoint me, but I'm happy that has been watched. It's just on TV a lot, you know. If you want to watch it, you could just find it somewhere else. Sure, sure. Um, okay, let's get into the synopsis, Joey. A local rock band puts quality over friendship when they kick their eccentric guitarist out of the band and are rewarded for this sacrifice when they win Battle of the Bands. That's the story of School of Rock. Let's get right into it. This movie this is one of my favorite movies. It's it's definitely like a childhood classic for me, so it like the nostalgia factor is there, but I haven't watched it in a few years, and I think this, this re-watching has... Um, make me like it even more because I understand a lot more of what's going on there. Jack Black is spectacular. He carries this film uh, on his back. I mean, it's it's totally about Jack Black, and he's so good. This movie is almost kind of the embodiment of Jack Black's brand, and I think that that's so great. Uh, the character of Dewey is a very dynamic character. It's fun to see him go from loser at the beginning to somewhat successful in the end. The child actors are great. I'm very harsh when it, I'm a harsh critic when it comes to child actors. I think that they're <laughs> You're harsh to your children. <laughs> I'm harsh to children in movies, and uh, these are some good actors, and I, I, I just, I, I thought they were great, especially our young Miranda Cosgrove, and also this movie is about, like, loving and appreciating rock and roll and as a kid who grew up on classic rock uh this it just it's amazing it's so much fun uh to explore that genre joey what did you like about it um this is a heartwarming and very funny movie it has great dialogue and unforgettable characters um and there's also a bit of a deeper meaning that goes beyond just the themes of the plot which i enjoyed a lot uh some of the things i didn't like um there weren't that many standout shots it wasn't like a uniquely or stylistically filmed movie um, some of the kids are kind of marginalized in the band and in the script. You know, some of them get a lot more screen time than others. Um, and this is more of a Jack Black's movie than it is like a kid's movie, which I kind of put in the con just because I feel like there's an opportunity for it to be a, an ensemble movie. But all these things are kind of minor in my eyes. It, it's really hard to nitpick this movie. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree. It was it's hard to come up with some cons, but I do have some. Like one of the things that I, I notice is a little bit harder to stay with is like the suspension of disbelief for like this actually happening like there's so much stuff where you, you're like okay um 
they got away with that pretty easily, you know? <laughs> and also, coming up with the name School of Rock as their rock band is great. It's obviously the name of the movie, and it's, it's, it, it's fitting. But under the guise that this is a project that every school in the state will be competing in, School of Rock might be the least original name you could ever come up with. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's kind of a big plot hole. Um, so... But other other than that, obviously, I I think this movie is great. Uh, But let's get into our overall section and really start talking about this movie. Uh, Joey, take it away. This movie is so cute. It's it's like I can hardly stand it. Um, The dialogue has all these really funny moments and the the actor's deliveries obviously like really sell all of those. Um, And it's it isn't that interesting from a technical uh, perspective, except for maybe one shot. When um, there's the part where Dewey is singing in the classroom and he's like rocking out and like singing the song that he's trying to go to the, uh, he's trying to convince them to like um, just play the song Schneebly. <laughs> yes, yeah, great. It's, it's the yeah, hilarious. He's, he's showing him the song that he hit like the fire like lyrics right, he's right. been working and on. he's yeah, so he has to like act out every part. So he's doing the guitar, he's doing the chimes, he's doing the drums. He's sing- he's also singing. It's of course about his like how um, he can't pay his rent, which is like. <laughs> the whole motivator of the film um and like the pan- the camera just kind of pans back we're slowly you don't even notice that it's like a, a one long shot but really this isn't like that interesting of a shot necessarily it's really a showcase of jack black and how well he acts in this film yeah i i think that that one i don't know this for a fact but i wouldn't be surprised if that shot was more or less an improv kind of thing where jack black where they're like jack black knows what he's going for but i don't think that it was all written out or, or like the camera was going to move with the certain things that he says he just brings it all together and performs and the camera doesn't need to do anything extra they just need to keep it right there on jack black so they can witness his amazing acting yeah it's awesome um yeah and all the characters are a lot of fun um, none of them are perfect, especially not Dewey. Um, but even then, he's not—he's not really shown as redeemable necessarily. It's but the movie's kind of themes play with this idea of like how your flaws can be seen as strengths, or how a strength can cover up a flaw um, and like make up for it. And how like you know coming together as a group means all the best parts of you are amplified, and like the worst parts are covered up by everyone else's talent. So it's. Uh, it's a very heartwarming message for sure. And um, overall, it really makes you care because it feels like everyone kind of has something to lose, right? Dewey could, could be forced to give up on his dreams and the kids will never know what, how to be, have fun, I guess. Like, <laughs> I guess that's the stakes they have in this movie. Um, and the kids are really good too. Uh, for Well, for the most part. There's some of them are... The, the main ones are good. Some of them, there's like some awkward delivery of lines. But again, they kind of are kid actors, obviously. But... What I like about this is they don't treat the kids like kids, right? They act with agency and intelligence. And it shows that not just that the actors are talented, but that, you know, kids get it. They are smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, and they have they have qualms about the way things are. They have complaints about things that, you know, they don't like. And it's not like they're exactly oppressed, but they don't have a lot of control over their own lives. And, they, and Dewey, through rock and roll, shows how they can express themselves in a new way, um, in a way that... Uh, you know, kind of sticks it to the man to use his words um, and he gives him more tools to go into the world with so yeah the movie really celebrates kids as what they really represent which is potential wow I think that's really that's a really beautiful way to put it yeah I like seeing it this time it was like obviously it was still as fun of a ride as it was when I was a kid but now I I really 
appreciated a lot more of like what Jack Black was doing for these kids, especially um, from the perspective of their self-image and how confident they are. Whether it was the ones that they had on stage or like the ones working backup stuff, I feel like Jack Black just gave them this feeling of importance and uh, something that they can be proud of, which I think is really cool. And I'll get to in a little bit here. But first thing I want to I want to say that I love about this movie is the great intro. The intro to this movie is done. Th- this is probably the most stylistic like cinematography or like stylistic uh part of the filming of this movie was the way that the intro works because the 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 rock music gets started before you even see anything uh they they have like like that the beginning of that no vacancy song at uh when the paramount logo is still coming out and then you have like this sequence of entering this kind of dive bar venue where the posters that are littered all over the inside of the entranceway are the opening credits which is a really creative way to do it and then like the school of rock is in like a neon sign it's it's very well done and then it it brings you into this horrible dive bar just to show you how like to start off dewey's band is not very good there not only is the venue garbage but the performance itself is laughable and it ends (laughs) with dewey's stage dive which was a ridiculous choice from the beginning there are not enough people to stage dive there but then he obviously no one catches him and he smashes onto the ground um but really what what school of rock is i think is just an amazing performance for jack black i think this is the for me this is the movie that propelled him in into the legend that we know him as today there's like this movie was the first reason why now he's in Jumanji with The Rock and Kevin Hart, these other titans of industry, uh, because he's, he is such a potent uh, actor. I mean, from that, like we just said, that opening scene is basically everyone else is acting like a normal person except for Jack Black, and it makes the scene so hilarious. Uh, when he's teaching the kids and forming the band, where he uh, brings up Zach and has him play a little, uh, a few riffs, like he did Smoke on the Water, Iron Man, uh, when he brings Lawrence up and starts playing that that song with him, the t- <laughs> with Katie playing the, he's like, what was that? Thing you were playing she's like oh that's a cello he's like okay well this is the same thing you just tip it on its side cello you got a bass <laughs> only jack black could deliver that line you know oh my gosh well like the whole movie is like him just like being a grifter thinking on his feet you know like yes. every situation he's in he's just like things quickly and it doesn't even matter that like it's not well thought out he's just confident enough to sell it and nobody like questions him on it and it's only when they're really presented with undeniable proof that he's lying to them that like he ever like he ever has to backtrack and even then he doesn't really make it like nothing bad happens to him so yes. yeah he's, it's just his uh his i mean it's jack black's ability to sell the idea of someone who is just so confident but also so like naive that they think they can just come into a school and pretend <laughs> to be a substitute teacher and and then like use the kids in his band like i don't know it's um it is really entertaining but i mean the ridiculousness of it makes it a fun movie that's that's the whole point right and i guess that's like, going back to my con like the suspension of disbelief you have to kind of just nod along with the times where jack black fools people with his uh, like ignorance like yeah the- like what about that scene where he's where uh, the principal is singing on the classroom right and he he's playing the guitar and singing about math or whatever math is a wonderful thing math is a really cool thing 
So get off your ass, let's do some math, 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 math. Like he gets away with it in that moment, but what about the next, you know, hour and a half where he's sitting in the classroom with her and he has to come up with a whole lesson about stuff he has no idea about right right because she's like do you mind if i sit in this afternoon he's like oh yeah come on back this afternoon (laughs) and she's like it is the afternoon (laughs) this is no idea right (laughs) but then yeah you're right because like even though that math song is very funny and that and that's another situation where it's just jack black just stealing the show and really carrying this movie but yeah what happens for the rest of the afternoon right how does he pull (laughs) miss mullins for the next two hours because the next thing she says is she's like we're so happy that you're able to extend your stay like obviously that what she observed didn't change her opinion at all uh so yeah it's kind of hard to believe but for the movie i think it works Uh, another great jack black moment i think is the i pledge allegiance to the band um (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny because it even it goes really well with his character too because he has this whole kind of like rock against society mentality and chain like having a pledge of allegiance that goes to something else like stealing the pledge of allegiance is uh definitely punk rock for him to yeah but also that like rock and roll is the greatest thing ever you know like at the end he prays to the gods of rock and roll (laughs) like (laughs) like there's nothing above that it's the greatest thing ever i mean that's consistent with his other movies too like tenacious d right Yes. Like, like he has to defeat the devil using you no know, rock and roll. It's that's the that's the, the greatest force in history. Right. It, it's such a huge. That's that's why I love this movie because it's because I love Jack Black and this movie is just so unfiltered Jack Black, uh, which is I mean I guess it's a little bit filtered because it's family friendly, but you know what I mean. He he yeah. really is passionate about rock and roll and that really comes through. Uh, okay, so another one where. Jack Black, because there's so many little performances that he has throughout this movie that make it so much fun to watch from scene to scene. I'm talking about the Step Off song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he witnesses, before this, he witnesses Zach's dad kind of uh, disciplining him when he's dropping him off at the school. And then Jack comes, or rather Dewey, comes up with this song about things that piss them off and how rock and roll is a good way to respond to things that piss you off. Because they, I mean, they talk about little kid stuff, you know, like not getting your allowance or bullies but really this song is a way for him to get to zach and tell zach that he can fight back or at least that he should feel like he can you know and there's there's good ways to express himself and one of those ways is through rock and roll and he actually makes up i know obviously it's a movie so he probably came up with it before but like on the spot comes up with this actually really good song and gets the kids to start singing the chorus along with him there's this one line in there where he says And I love this idea of like conformity being against your humanity where you can like if you if you let people tell you what to do too much, you like lose your sense of self. And I think that's a really liberating idea to fight against that. And and that's like a very punk rock uh, kind of idea. That he's, yeah, well, he's it's so cool, towards. like, watching that that step off, like, thing come together, right? And he's, like, and he's saying, step off! Step off! Step <laughs> off! And, um, but, like, you can feel, like, step off is not exactly the most, you know, cutting remark, but you can feel the power behind it when he starts singing it, right? <laughs> he showed, like, not only is he doing exactly what you're saying, where he's giving the kids more agency, but he's showing the power that music has and how it can express these ideas that people, you know, keep bottled up. And by giving them that tool, right, he shows them like, oh, you don't have to think this way. You don't. And there's a, 
And even something simple like saying step off can have a whole lot of power and meaning behind it. Right, right. And it's just so great. It's, I don't think it's just rock and roll. Obviously, this movie kind of pushes that idea that it's like rock and roll is all about liberation. And and I think that's definitely true. But there's also, I think it's just finding those ways, those escapes, you know, don't believe everything that you're told. Don't conform to everything. Uh, don't let other people make you who you are. You know, make do it yourself, which I think is a really cool um, idea. Yeah, well, he's really, really careful about like what rock and roll means, right? It's not about getting wasted. It's not about scoring chicks. It's not about getting loaded and be a poser in the van playing uh, cards, right? With, right. With Frankie. It's about, <laughs> you know, it's serious business. It's about ta- it's taking this stuff seriously and about expressing stuff that people like maybe not want to hear and and there's nothing about it that's like i mean there's a lot about it that's fun but it's nothing about it that's like irresponsible about yeah exactly and that's um i don't know it's like a it's a different approach but it's also like a really makes it a more powerful statement and it does exactly what you're saying right it transcends just music or rock and roll and moves on to something bigger or greater yeah, totally didn't see that when I was a kid. But now I'm like, dang, School of Rock actually has something to say, which is actually a really big relief because not every movie ages well. Like, not every movie you loved as a kid ends up still being good when you're an adult. And uh, I was relieved that, at least in my opinion, this movie holds up. Another thing that Jack Black does that's so funny in this movie is his interactions with his fellow teachers, where, like, <laughs> he, he is always hamming it up at the teacher lunch table. Like, one of the ones, they're like, they're like, uh, nice to meet you, Mr. Schneebly. Did I say that right? He's like, actually, it's Schneebly. <laughs> <Which is> like, <laughs> he never corrects him after that either. He <laughs> just makes it up on the spot. Like, why lie about that? <laughs> <sighs> oh man that's a good one another one is um the where he quotes ah, i wish i'd looked it up but the, the, he quotes oh, i can the tell song. you i uh there's a greatest love of all uh whitney houston i believe where he says about the children right. should lead the way yeah it says let the le- children's laughter remind us how it used to be uh, and then she says i believe the children are our future teach them well and let them lead the way show them the beauty that they possess inside and the the, the teacher's like isn't that a song and then dewey's like I don't think so. Like at first he's kind of inquisitive. Like you would normally respond to that be like, I, I don't think so. And then he says it with like more authority and definitively. He's like, Nope, no, it isn't. Like, 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 he, <laughs> like he looked like in his brain, racked his brain. He's like, you know what? Actually? Yeah, it's not like he figured it out. It's just, I just, but the other teachers just like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. hundred <laughs> percent is. Which is so funny. Like, he has this confidence with the teachers. Like anything he says will work. Like the other yeah. one, like the, um, he tells his story about him trying to get into the Polish Philharmonic. <laughs> like, it's just reached this level of absurdity where he can just tell them anything he wants. And then he claims that the reason he's not in the Polish Philharmonic is because Yo-Yo Ma's cousin got in because of nepotism. <laughs> and, uh, and then he's like, I, and I just gave up, became a teacher because those who can't do, teach. And this is where I believe his, his like, own book, bo- opinions his genuine opinions actually do come in a little bit because i i think that he kind of had that uh, um, those who can't teach teach jim well <laughs> yes but also those who can't do teach because i think there's there's a little bit of that in this in this movie ned helps dewey come to this uh conclusion and i'm talking about his roommate ned because obviously they call him ned throughout the movie actually 
Let's talk about that real quick. I think they do a good job of differentiating who's who because the students end up calling him Mr. S most of the movie. It's mainly Miss Mullins and the other teachers that refer to him as Ned. Really, it's just Miss Mullins. Uh, And and the kids refer to him as Mr. S, which is also hilarious because he doesn't know how to spell (laughs) Schneebly. He comes in there so unprepared. He's like, but like, okay, the first part of Schneebly is definitely the hardest part. Like the end of it is like, you know, and he, but he, he, he almost puts down three E's, which is like, <laughs> definitely not right. Oh my gosh. It's just, and uh, it's so consistent, his level of just improvising yes. the whole time. <laughs> what about like, well, he, he totally tells Miss Mullins the wrong name. He's like, please call me Dewey. And she's like, <laughs> Dewey? He was like, and I was thinking like, my other name. Yeah, my middle name. I sometimes introduce myself as Dewey. Like, like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, and so it's so, and, and again it's it's Jack Black's ability to say these ridiculous things but not oversell it. it. It's it's not it doesn't seem so ridiculous. It's almost seems like he gets away with it legitimately. It does. Which is why it works, which is why it ends up being so funny. Uh, so he does that so much with the teachers and I, I think it was important to to point that out. Um, but also the performance in the end, the actual rock show that they put on together, I think is so amazing. Jack Black, of course, is rocking out hard, but it also gives all the other students a chance to you know show their stuff even marco with the light show gets his little oh my moment. gosh marco with the light show coming in clutch yeah <laughs> and, and, and it's and even though they don't win obviously it's still a really fun performance that i think is just i love movies that give you kind of like a celebratory sequence at the end where uh it's just it doesn't matter you know everything goes right and everybody wins and it just feels good it's like this is what you've been working towards the whole movie i mean you don't always have to have a happy ending to have a good movie but sometimes they put it together really well like um in shrek at the end of shrek they have the wedding and they sing uh yeah uh, i'm a believer i'm a believer uh all star right and there's no there's no stakes there's no consequences it's just straight fun (laughs) and this one it actually does feel like there are some consequences because obviously they're they're rocking out to try to win battle of the bands but whether they win or lose doesn't matter at this point everything has gone wrong (laughs) and dewey's in a a lot of trouble uh but you do get this really amazing performance that kind of saves the day uh which i and jack black is so good in it his stage dive his like rocking out and doing the uh, the guitar solo oh yeah and the guitar solos he does that's one of the things that jack black is really i think he's really famous for is his like vocal music where it's not necessarily lyrics but he'll make the sounds of an instrument with his voice and i mean he does that with guitar all the time like even when he's like pitching songs earlier he's like you know instead of yeah, playing yeah, it yeah. he just makes the this the noise with his mouth um but yeah jack black just overall i mean there's so i could talk all day about how good he is in this movie but um this movie really is a celebration of his talent and it's and it's done to perfection uh another thing that i really liked about the char- the dewey's character is that he's such he's so supportive to his students uh and i think that his persona as kind of like this deadbeat rocker might lead you to believe that that's not who he is or maybe that's not the assumption you'd come to immediately. But he really is amazing to his kids. I think that he does a good job of trying to make the people who aren't necessarily in the band feel like a important part of the sure. of the band. And I, I know this is one of your cons and I agree. If you're not actually rocking in the band, you're not like it's hard to be in the band. 
But he does go out of his way to heap praise onto the other characters who d- obviously don't get as much of the spotlight uh, because they are a class of students and he is trying to make them feel more included. One, I mean, I didn't realize there were so few students in this class until yeah, this Yeah, well, that helps through. for sure. I mean, obviously, if, just, if there was 30 people in the class, then this wouldn't work that well. But, you know, having 15 or 20 kind of fits, right? And how many are there, actually? It's probably only like... Probably only like 15, right? Yeah, 15 or less. I mean, and they all have names too. He does yeah. say their names He throughout. does learn their names and say them. He doesn't just call them you or whatever. <laughs> Fancy pants. <laughs> yeah, Billy. Uh, uh, Billy. <laughs> but yeah, and, and like he, but, but there are a few students, you're right, that, that get the spotlight a little bit more than others. One of them is Tamika, who is, she's kind of shy. She doesn't immediately say that she wants to be a singer, but she's a good singer. And, and Jack Black empowers her and says like, this is really amazing. Uh, uh, that you can sing and immediately gets her into the background singers. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole thing with her, like, you know, she was afraid that people would make fun of her because she's fat or whatever. Like, and he's like, no one cares about that if you're a great singer. If you're if you rock and roll, then that's what, you know, that's uh that's all you need. And yeah, I really like this idea. I like the idea of him like like saying, you know, you may have a flaw about yourself. You may have some weakness about yourself, but your strengths can overcome that. You know, you can you can transcend all of that and become something great. And nobody will care what you look like or what you like, how you act. People only care about what you can do. And um, yeah, that's I, I like that idea. I think that's such a powerful thing to teach the kids, but teach anyone. Yes. Yeah. And it's such a positive message to come out of this movie. And also <laughs> the Jack Black's delivery is so good. He's like, but when I'm on stage, I'm sexy. And I'm chubby, you know, like, and it's, it's so believable. Yeah, he says, um, what does he say? Um, I love to eat. Is that such a crime? <laughs> he's just, uh, how can you hate? Yeah. Like, how can you not love that? You know, yeah. he's just, he's so amazing. And then her, her solo in the final performance is a little bit, it's like a window into what she saw or her perspective of this film, uh, which is cool. It kind of completes her arc. Uh, for her to become more confident and show off her amazing voice. Another student that gets some uh, a, a moment in the spotlight with Jack Black is Lawrence, the or Larry, the pianist. He and he doesn't think he 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 doesn't think he's cool enough to be in the band. He has low self esteem, and Jack Black does not miss a beat. He immediately is like, "Wait, why don't you think you're cool enough?" Like he he not doesn't even entertain the idea that Lawrence isn't cool enough for a second. And then they do that amazingly long <laughs> hand shake. <laughs> let's rock. Let's rock today. Oh man, and yeah, shoot it, kaboot it, like. <laughs> It's so good, and um, well, and he says like, no one talks to me, and and Jack Black doesn't try to deny that or say that Lawrence's perception of his of himself isn't necessarily valid, but instead he says those days are over. You're in a rock band now. You're gonna be the coolest dude in school, and yeah. and and Lawrence definitely does show improved. Uh, you know, self-esteem from there, or, or he he has more confidence, especially when he gets his keyboard solo at the end, and he's pointing at people, showing <laughs> off some of the moves that he it. learned from Jack Black. <laughs> which also the like learning rock and roll montage, uh, where they're like they they play that song, pick up the pieces, and they're like watching videos, and Jack Black's got a white or a chalkboard covered in like this spider web of influences from from band to band. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's the thing is like the whole thing with Lawrence too is like he has so much passion for this that like sometimes that's all you need to teach something, right? It's just like understand why you love it 
and then try to convince other people that that's why you should love it too. And yeah, I love that when he's like actually teaching a class about rock and roll. It's like, yeah, of course, there's so much history there. I mean, there's a whole podcast called Disgraceland, which is all about true crime in rock and roll and about like all the different like things that happen. Wow. Uh, like, like, uh, you know, murders or like suicides or just like crazy behind the scenes drama that you like are behind your favorite artists and stuff. Like there's so much history, there's so much like influence and interesting things that happen. Um, so like, of course it's going to make sense to like study that up and like for that to all be a subject on its own and like that it can have as much depth or as much meaning as any, you know, class that you take like traditionally you know what i mean oh yeah i mean when jack black realizes i mean it's kind of silly for him to expect these kids to have like any grasp of music at all at their age uh as far as like appreciating it but <laughs> he's like naming all these bands he's like motorhead you know like you t- don't tell me you guys haven't gotten the lead out you know like it's it's it is something he is passionate about and i think that him realizing that what his passion is, and like passing it on to the next generation, I think is a big development in who Dewey is. But before we get to that, I want to talk about one more student, Zach Mooneyham. And Zach Mooneyham is kind of, in my opinion, he, he serves as like the protagonist of the students. He sure. uh, starts off as this kind of shy, uh, introverted young man who has a father who disciplines him. So, and, and Zach feels inclined to. You know, follow the rules, follow the instruction of his father. But Dewey helps Zach to come out of his shell and ends up influencing him enough where Zach writes a, a amazing rock song that ends up being the the namesake song of this movie or the title mm-hmm. song of this movie. And it tells the story of the movie from Zach's perspective. This magic man comes to town, totally spins his world around, and he ends up being changed for the better. And and I love the way this and I I never realized this before. Like when the parents when I was a kid watching it, but like when the parents have to buy tickets and see the show, it's setting them up to j- witness the culmination of everything Dewey's been working for for the last three weeks. Also, this movie took place over three weeks. It definitely <laughs> felt like longer than that. Uh, but it, it is just three weeks. But they they witness it and and Zach's dad sees the value in what Zach has been doing, especially because Zach they they announced that Zach wrote that song. So it's yeah. it's so much more than just Zach playing the guitar. it's him expressing himself and growing through that experience so it's it's amazing it's something that i like i I never noticed how much depth there was to this zach mooneyham kid yeah well that's i mean it's really awesome i mean he's like the he is kind of the stand-in right you're not really doing in this movie you're really the kids you know you're you're learning from jack black why rock and roll is awesome and um i mean yeah zach comes into this movie talented but he leaves with this whole other appreciation and what that talent could mean to the world, or at least to himself. Right. Well, I mean, it, I think to the world is an important aspect of that because his father obviously is impressed and excited about what his son has been able to do. He finally sees why his son has been into rock and roll. You know, his it's felt like his dad was kind of old school. It's like no rock and roll music, only classical. Yeah, oh like what God. the heck? <laughs> you know. But it, and now because he's been able to witness. He's able to uh, see it more from Zach's yeah, perspective. Yeah, but I also like I, I don't like that as much. I mean, the the parents are kind of a monolith, and they're also like a, you know, they're also very one dimensional. But I don't like that's something that's frustrating, but it feels true about this movie is that sometimes it's only when you see the actual end result do people like notice that it was worth the the struggle. You oh know? my like, gosh! Like if they didn't, 
you know, if they were like, if they were halfway through and they and they performed this for their parents, or whatever, the parents were like, ah, oh, give up. You know, this was this is kind of a waste of time or whatever. But it's only when they actually pull it off perfectly that they re- that they're ever able to realize like what the potential was here, and that's kind of a shame because. And I, but I feel like that's true. I feel like people don't give things enough credit while they're still in progress. You know, it's only when they're after after it's finished that there's a like that they can see oh um you know this was great i just couldn't see it from my perspective yeah and i think that there's so much truth to that and that's also kind of exemplified through dewey putting up his posters for dewey finn wants you to join like the awesomest rock band of all time or whatever Yeah, yeah yeah and people look at that and they're like what a loser you know this guy sucks and dewey hears them say that and obviously hurts his feelings but it Look what he ends up doing. These people are judging him while he's still a work in progress. And I think that's another thing this movie kind of reinforces is like, don't worry about that. You know, work hard at it. And and if you end up having that amazing end result, people will see it then. Um, it is frustrating, the idea that people will definitely, you know, d- disregard things while they're in progress. But I think this movie gives you that hope that if you stay at it, you you work towards it, and then you create this final end product, then people will finally see uh, sometimes I right. feel that way about what we're doing here with the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty obvious corollary. <laughs> <laughs> because we, I mean, I don't know. We, we've been working on this for a long time. Every ep- every time we make a new episode, I'm like, okay, that's the one I want to show people. <laughs> Not anything <laughs> <Yeah>. before that. <laughs> because we're a work in progress. But it, and, it, and it is kind of hopeful that it's like one day we'll have something that, that's really amazing. And then people will finally see uh, and it'll right. be appreciated. So I think that's kind of a cool idea. Just to put a cap on the conversation about the children there's the scene where after all the parents find out and Dewey's back in his apartment, it's the day of battle of the bands. The kids are in the classroom alone and they decide let's leave. Let's get on the bus. Let's go to battle. Let's pick up Dewey. Let's go to battle of the bands. And that kind of, that's like a very big suspension of disbelief to have a bunch of children leave and break the rules like that. But at that point in the movie, it does make perfect sense that the kids are wholly on Dewey's side. Even though they just found out this whole betrayal, there's so many examples of them Con- not conforming, but you know, switching to his view of the world. And it actually does kind of make a lot of sense for them to just say, you know what, forget about this. Let's go to Battle of Bands. Let's do this thing. Uh, and they even kind of reinforce those ideas or teach those ideas to Dewey in the end. Uh, like, yeah. like, you know, they they don't care about the apology. They just want to go straight to the show and, and get to rocking. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, again, this is like part of the big theme of this movie is that these kids are super capable. You know, like they may be young, right? But they they're talented and they're passionate and they have like real thoughts or real feelings about how things should be. And if they took things into their own hands, if they were given the opportunity to have agency, then look what they could accomplish, right? Because it is up to them at the end to actually pull this whole thing off. I mean, Jack Black just goes up there and does what, you know, he practiced to do. But all the other kids are the things that, you know, actually make the show happen. Right. It's it's fantastic. The these kids actually are really impressive. When I like, did you watch any of the special features on that uh, DVD? Uh, only one. Well, I don't remember exactly what it was because obviously I was a kid when I watched it. But I do remember seeing some behind the scenes stuff of those kids, and they're really that talented. They really can play those instruments in real life, and as well as they do in the movie. So it is cool to see like a ten year old who can really shred on the guitar. Um, and, yeah, it is awesome. And that's part of I think another part of Dewey's uh you know how he changes throughout this movie because he realizes it's like oh man this kid rocks this hard and he's 10 maybe i'm not as good as i think i am 
You know, maybe maybe my aspirations <laughs> should change because if I'm competing with guys like this, it's, it's like I'm never going to be as good as this kid. But maybe I can make this kid better than anyone else. And I, and I think sure. that's a mature uh, way to look at it. And in fact, let's talk a little bit about Dewey's maturity, because at the beginning of the movie, he's just total anarchy. You know, all he does is rock show like rock and roll and like his shows and band practice and hating on Ned's job. And like and Ned's girlfriend. And, oh my gosh, she does not make herself very likable in this movie, though. Uh, what is it, Sarah Silverman? Yeah, I, Sarah Silverman. This movie tainted my my opinion of Sarah Silverman because <laughs> I was like, she's such a wet blanket, you know. But she's actually a pretty funny comedian. Yeah, and she's not. I don't feel like she's that unreasonable in this either. She's just asking for her boyfriend to stand up for himself and throw out the freeloader that he lives with. Yes, and when I was a kid, I sided with Dewey, and I understand. I was like, Ned, that would be a, a a mean thing to do for Ned to throw his uh his friend dewey on the streets like that but now that i'm older and pay rent i'm like dude twenty two thousand twenty two hundred dollars behind on rent yeah out of here you know like <laughs> i don't care we're friends you gotta pay your rent <laughs> but but i mean there, there's so many examples of him once he gets this job once he becomes a substitute teacher of dewey becoming more responsible when he realizes that these kids don't under don't know who all these rock and roll bands are he asks summer to write on the board so they can form a schedule now i mean just a few days ago he just said recess all the time but now he's getting he has kind of an academic approach to rock and roll at 8 15 to 10 rock history 10 to 11 rock appreciation and theory <laughs> and then band practice till the end of the day you know like he, he's he's making it more like school uh the, and another way that it's like school is he assigns homework in the form of listening to music which every recommendation for every homework he gives is hilarious like listen to the listen to the keyboard solo on roundabout it'll blow the classical music out your butt Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. It's just it's just full of little Jack Black quips like that. Um, another way he does it, and this this one is a pretty stark contrast, is when he and you brought it up already. Is when he scolds that other band at Battle of the Bands for being a negative influence on the kids. He's like, they look yeah. up to you, man. You know, you should you should strive to be better than that. And it's like that's crazy to hear from a guy who's like a deadbeat rocker you know and but right. but he he has that development once he gets involved with the school program and then obviously this all culminates in the end product which isn't winning battle of the bands like the movie makes it seem it ends up being jack like getting a job as this school of rock after school program yeah he's starting his own thing i mean does that really i mean a after school music teacher i guess is a real thing but like our after school rock and roll teacher. I don't know. Like that's kind of, a, he made it his own niche in a way, you know? Oh yeah. It, it doesn't feel like he had to compromise what he was going for, the way he wanted to live his life. He wants to rock. Yeah. And through this experience, he learned that not only does he love to rock, but he also loves to pass on his love of rock to the youth. And, and it's created a way that he can contribute to society. That's something that, um, Sarah Silverman brings up at the beginning of the film. She's like, we have jobs. We contribute to society. And, and then Jack Black has his opinions on society, but it, he is now contributing to society, but he's also rocking at the same time, which is kind of like a perfect solution to this whole thing. Um, so it, 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 it's really great. Another character that gets uh, some time in the spotlight, Miss Mullins. And I don't know if her like character development is totally complete. I think they kind of get the ball rolling on her, but it doesn't really come to anything. Uh, but I think she's an important character. She's the 
she is what conformity is like the, this uh, hyperbolic conformity where she has let her job turn her into something she never wanted to become and it's I wouldn't say it ruined her life, but it, it changed her in a way where she doesn't really like who she is anymore. And Dewey is kind of this window into a world where she doesn't have to be that. And like he, she says that he makes her more comfortable and stuff. Uh, and she already loves Stevie Nicks, so that's like a, a easy segue for him into there. Uh, but I don't I don't think it really comes to anything specific. She just kind of starts to be, be a little bit more loosey goosey, and she meets her a, like somebody that we assume goes on to be an interest in her life which is spider <laughs> the guy who replaced jack it- only only sleeves you mean yes did you see his tattoos on his like on his chest i saw it i didn't what was it i didn't see what, well, what it was the top one is i don't know if it's anything specific it's just like a big tattoo but right above his belly button it just says sex <laughs> Oh man, and he spider. Yeah, spider so hilarious. Okay, so which actually is a good segue to no vacancy, which is the it's a um not not theoretical. What am I looking for? Fictional band that was invented for this movie, and they're the band that that Dewey was a, originally a part of at the beginning of the movie. And I think that they take a different approach towards rocking. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily the main focus, but they talk about being more serious about rock. They rock to get the grade. They rock to win the competition. And to do yeah. that, they had to cut the fat. They <laughs> 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 they had to get rid of Dewey because he wasn't he was an embarrassment to them. The, he wasn't uh something that was really palatable to yeah, the, but why the record. Yeah, why could just deals. say something? Like, you know, like he is a good guitarist, like you could have just said stop rolling around on the floor, like. <laughs> well, part is that really that much to ask? Well, I I assume it's because they ran into Spider and they're like, oh, this guy's perfect. <laughs> this is our chance, and they just had to get rid of Dewey to make room for him. Oh, that reminds me of a um a Dimitri Martin joke where he's like, leather vest, oh uh, no, leather jacket, cool, leather vest, not cool. So therefore, leather sleeves are cool. Oh and my Spider. God. Uh, uh, definitely follows that kind of advice. Spider is Dimitri Martin fan confirmed. Uh, <laughs> which he's just yeah, I'm saying like he's uh, you know um a word a minute like speaking. Yeah, Spider like his conversation with Miss Mullins at the end is so awkward. Like he's trying to flirt with her, but all he can get out is just like you're so you're so hot, you're so hot, <laughs> and she's like, are you warm? <laughs> But also the two songs that are in this this film by that are credited to No Vacancy are Heal Me, which is the song they play at, in the Battle of Bands competition that helps them win, and also Fight for Your Love, which is the opening song at the very beginning. I love both of these songs. I know they're supposed to be like the bad songs from No Vacancy, but they're actually pretty good. And I wish that they were on Spotify or anything. To listen to them, you have to watch the movie or find clips on YouTube uh, mm. because they're... I guess I think actually they were on the CD soundtrack, but they're not on the soundtrack that's on Spotify. But I love these songs, and uh, it's just another cool part that came out of this movie. There are, there are actually a few songs that were written specifically for this movie. Yeah, uh, well, but, it's awesome having all original music like that. Right, right, it, and uh, but no vacancy. They're they're kind of just the embodiment of that, like rocking for the grade, which is the opposite of what 
Jack Black's doing. So him getting kicked out of there, a a, uh, a blessing in disguise, I think. Yes. Funny how that works in movies. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Also, when he's like, he's leaving and he's like, I honestly feel sorry for you guys. And then he... <laughs> and he turns around and kicks the uh he kicks the symbol he does like a yes i love that kick. that was amazing <laughs> like both feet in the air and kicks the symbol yeah he yeah he's like uh jack black is one of those guys where he he's way more flexible than you expect him to be because he's kind of a big guy but he ends up being like really he goes <laughs> you guys you're just gonna be a funny little footnote on my epic ass <laughs> <laughs> which is a pretty good line if you get kicked out of your band you know it's like one of those getting fired or quitting your job lines that you can you can give them something. yeah you can drop it as soon as you leave as you walk right the door. yeah and that's, that's a pretty satisfying scene okay let's talk about cool easter eggs and i think we have the same one but i've been doing a lot of talking so i'll let you talk okay about this so one. i've discovered this on the dvd uh we're going through the special features um there was a little video introduced by jack black which was titled something like Jack Black begs Led Zeppelin to use their song. So in the movie, they play the song Immigrant Song, which is by um, Led Zeppelin. This is while they're um, right after they tell the uh, Battle of the Bands like audition guy that they all have cancer or, or they no, have no, no. a stick, stick it to, it to the, the maniosis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which is a terminal disease. Um <laughs> And so they get they get in on pity points, but who cares? But they're all driving in the van, and he's uh, Jack Black, and the rest of the kids are singing the song. Um, and uh, apparently, Led Zeppelin is famously tight-lipped, or like you know, keep their songs close to their belt. They don't let anyone else use them. And so um, Jack Black, or Richard Richard Linklater, the director, actually told Jack Black to beg Led Zeppelin for it. So he made this whole video where um, while he was on stage filming for the school of rock, he was dressed up in his whole school rock thing. And there's a thousand people behind him in the, in the, uh, um, you know, in, in the crowd. And he's just like, Led Zeppelin, let us use your song. Cause it'll make our, our movie truly great. Um, and he's like, you know, he starts singing a little bit and he does the whole like, uh, um, you know, voice uh, instrument thing where he starts singing it a little bit and, um, and he gets the whole crowd to cheer along with him. And yeah, they eventually let him do it. And he's like, it's hard to argue when like a thousand people are uh, you know, cheering for it too. Um, but it's like the moral of the story is sometimes you have to get on your knees and beg. And sometimes that's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes, and it really works when you've got a thousand people behind you screaming. So yeah. it, it is kind of cool because this movie does have a really good soundtrack, uh, which I guess is a good segue into our next uh, segment here. Yes. Just, the soundtrack of this movie is really long and there's a lot of really good rock songs that are played and or referenced like some of the ones like iron man you only hear the riff that uh dewey and zach play when he's first getting when he's first discovering these kids musical talents but it's just a salute to some of the greatest rock songs uh and also some of them are used really well when dewey's going to work he's listening to substitute by the who uh, which is funny and it's not just the song playing in the background it is him listening to it because when he stops his car and turns off the engine the song cuts out so it was him actually listening to it edge of 17 by stevie nicks very very famous song very popular song and that's the song that he uses to convince principal mullins to let him take the kids on a field trip yeah uh, which is great and uh also the the closing the the credit scene it's not po- what do you call it when it's during the credits not post credits but during the credits. During the credits scene, okay. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. But during the credits, they play It's a Long Way to the Top, which is another song that was written for this movie, according to Wikipedia. And uh, Is it they, really? 
Yeah, which I thought it was by somebody else. I thought but... it was too. I think well, the one they sing in the movie is like their own you know version of it, right? He's like he has. It's all, it's all very jazzy because he has everybody do their own um, uh, what's it called? Um, their own riffs. You know, they don't have them all do their own solos and stuff. Um, but no, there's no way that's. Oh no, it's by ACDC. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So okay, by ACDC, but yeah, they obviously have their own version because they have the closing credit scene, <laughs> and they break the fourth wall also. Yeah, um, the movie is over. Yeah, Marta and Dewey both break the fourth wall and reference the fact that they're doing this during the credits, which is pretty funny. And I bet for people that went and saw this movie, because this is before Jack Black was Jack Black, you know, this was kind of, at least in my experience, the turning point for him where I he find, where he became a star. And to be sitting there after this amazing movie and seeing the credits roll, I think it would be a really fun way to, you know, end your movie-going experience if you saw this in theaters. Yeah, well, he talks about, like, the theater, right? He's like... People were leaving. The guy was st- cleaning up the sticky stuff with his broom and stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is fantastic. So great soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack is really huge, and they have some amazing songs on here. Um, so I-, I I love that a lot. Okay, let's get on to our quotable moments, and I believe you have our first one, Joey. I sure do. You're not a teacher, Ned. You're the cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus from Magadeth. That's the real you. Dewey, I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a working stiff. And that's cool. This comes from the real Ned Schneebly. Schneebly. Um, Actually, it's pronounced Schneebly. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take that again? Um, he, um, yeah, he's, he's talking about how he used to be in the rock band and now he's not anymore. Um, and he's talking with his, with, he's trying to convince um, Dewey that he should also give up on his dreams. This is a pretty explicit, like, you should give up your dreams. And like, he literally says, I'm a working stiff. Like, why would you describe yourself as that? That's something that other people use to describe people who are working stiffs. You don't describe yourself <laughs> as one, but I mean, that's part, uh, that's like the movie is very explicit in like where it wants you to think. And um, this is one of those moments. And I think this is another interesting element that I'll get into a little bit later about it's this movie's critiques on capitalism. Okay. Uh, I've got our next quote. Let's kick it into overdrive. What are the rest of us supposed to do? You just sit back and enjoy the magic of rock. You mean we're not in a band? Now hold up now. Just because you're not in the band doesn't mean you're not in the band. Uh, so yeah, so this is wh- when Jack Black is deciding who's going to play what instrument. And then you're... A pr- you, know, you get this problem of there's too many students in the class for this to be a class project if there's only the kids who are in the band. And right. while I think that it's up for debate whether or not this is done well enough, where whether the minor student characters are given enough uh, time in the spotlight for them to really be considered whole characters... But I think that they at least attempt it. And you, this movie could have been done in a sense where it's like Jack Black and the four students from this one class that create a rock band. And, and it's, it's all about just the ones that can play instruments. But I think expanding it so that everybody is valued. I mean, even when he's talking to security, uh, which they really don't matter once they get to the venue, he still makes them feel like they're a part, an essential part, a vital part of this band. Them, the groupies, everybody is a part. And, and the way that he just thinks of it on the spot, too, I think is done really well like when he turned the groupies argument against uh miranda cosgrove and actually was like okay i didn't want to tell the other ones because they might get jealous <laughs> you can be the band manager genius dude simply oh genius <laughs> yes it's so, it's so perfect yeah i mean it just shows like how 
so many different people can get involved in this thing. You know, I mean, look at this. Like, I was so great about great art is that it inspires more art, right? Like the whole like movies are the reason that this podcast exists. You know, we're talking about something that someone else made and therefore making our own thing about it. You know, the same thing can happen in with rock band, right? People gravitate around it. You know, people gain like popularity or influence or power like by kind of attaching themselves to one thing and it's you know maybe the core people in the band are the ones that make most decisions or whatever but you can have all these other people that surround it and it can be just as you know it can be a full-time gig for that thing I, what i also really like about this is that it, he's teaching all these practical skills in a way right like like Miranda Crosgrove's characters what's her name summer she has to learn how to be a manager and like manage all these different things and like how to deal with people and like you know she's networking at the end and all this stuff so you know she, her her real real world experience is way more valuable now and maybe those security guys like learned how to like you know navigate school like um you know like the school security guard like patterns or whatever you know like they learned some other weird skill that like or how to soundproof something i mean yes that's, that's a valuable one especially yeah. if they want to be podcasters <laughs> <laughs> that's all like you know, there's a bunch of things in there where like you learn something that's valuable and interesting in a in an environment that encourages it um that you wouldn't necessarily learn in school so yeah it's i don't know i think that whole idea is fascinating yeah and, and especially now that i'm older and i can appreciate when i was younger i was like okay those kids don't matter at all jack black is totally just like telling them that but he doesn't really mean it but now that i'm older i'm like yeah it, it definitely does take more than just the people in this band to make this whole thing work so i think yeah. i think they do a passable job on trying to make the whole class feel included the idea of it is really powerful yes all right my quote uh comes from billy time to write a rock song now what makes you mad more than anything in the world billy you Billy, we've already told me off. Let's move on. You're tacky and I hate you. Okay, you see me after class. Poor Billy, right? Like, he comes up with these awesome costumes that he makes himself, and then Jack Black's like, eh, I don't like this as much. I mean, I mean Frankie looks like David Bowie with his, like, glittery, <laughs> like, wingsuit that he has on. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I thought this was a hysterical line, but also, like, I... I this is another example of what you were just talking about of how like like one character um has a talent which is utilized in a way that's you know very useful to the band even though he's not necessarily playing an instrument um and i just love how he like he pivots immediately right like he brings um brings over fancy pants to be part of the security detail and as soon as billy starts talking he's like okay you can be the stylist <laughs> Well, yeah, and even though Billy kind of gets the the criticism for his original idea, he turns around and makes their actual school uniform outfits look amazing. Yeah. So he, he ends up fulfilling. I, I, I kind of wish they had done a better job of giving him credit for that. Uh, but Billy should be celebrated for the amazing costumes he came up with that are their school uniform, but with a twist. Yes. All right, I've got the next one. Ned, is, is this true? Who are you? My name is Dewey Finn, and no, I'm not a licensed teacher, but I have been touched by your kids, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. And it, this is when <laughs> this is when Dewey is coming clean to everyone. I mean, it's it's such. I think this is a great way to keep this movie from being really long. 
is bringing everyone together to for this realization. Not only does it make it kind of a climactic moment because everything's on the line, but also it simplifies it because Ned is there. Ned's girlfriend is there. The cops are there. The parents are there. Miss Mullins is there. There's nobody who's in this movie who's not there. The kids are there. And, yeah, the kids are there, obviously. So it brings it all together in one in one big, you know, reveal. And finally, everyone knows that he's a fraud. Also, the line itself is hilarious. I don't want to skim over the fact that the line itself is hilarious. <laughs> I know, especially since he doesn't realize, like, what he said until after, like, the parents start reacting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is like a, I don't know, it's like a big... I mean, it's a turning point for Dewey, obviously, not just from the point of view that now he's kind of a criminal or like he's been out outed, um, but like he's admitting that like he he came into this fully selfishly, right, to make money. And then when he saw what the kids could do, he's like, oh, I can use them for my own selfish gains. And then he realizes just how special and talented they all are and it changes the way he sees the world, too. So, yeah, it's a it's a very pivotal moment in the movie. Yeah, right. Well, okay, so yeah, that's the thing. The line is hilarious, but if you don't think of it like that, it's it's actually true. Because he he definitely feels changed because of the experience with these kids. And these kids have definitely been influenced and changed by it being exposed to Dewey's worldview. So it, it does work on multiple levels, even if one of those levels yeah. is potential pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Light pedophilia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That wraps up our quote section. Joey, I think you know what time it is. It is time for us to go a little deeper. Okay, so my first question for you is, is the School of Rock actually better than the U.S. school education system? Uh, that's a tough question. It's been a while Your since... Your face is like, you're just like, oh, I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> Well, yeah, because um, obviously I think it's important to learn like math and English and stuff like uh, but I don't I don't see why something like this couldn't be just another class, something where sure. you where you learn to appreciate music a little bit better because now, actually I'm glad you brought that up because looking back at my public school experience, music appreciation, that class is not taken seriously enough and I, I, that's like the most pretentious thing to say ever, but it, it, I think that. I wasted time in music appreciation. That was a class that you took so you didn't have to take a class. You'd show up yeah. and you get to, you know, fool around. And that's, I think that's silly because if you take an academic approach to it like this, like they do in this movie, I think you'd be exposed to some really cool stuff and, and really find a love for an art form while you're still young, while you're still in that impressionable stage. Yeah, and, well, I think they like, they in this movie, they learn so much about like the world and how things work. And they're actually doing something like practical in a way. I mean, going to like trying to compete in battle of the bands isn't necessarily the most practical career option. But all the other things that the kids do, not just the ones that play instruments, but you know, the levels of confidence, um, uh, summers like whole management career and all that stuff. Like that's all stuff that you would only learn on like a on job interview, like a on job. Uh, internship or co-op or something you yeah know? work experience real world experience yeah exactly which is not something you get from the classroom at all and that's famous like it's the, the education system is famous for not preparing people for the real world and i mean this goes back to like what it, what does school actually do like school is kind of a more elaborate like the most elaborate babysitting program public school is <laughs> in, in like society i mean well in the world basically because what's the point of it it's so that more people can work you know, have more people out there in the workforce 
because their kids are being taken care of. But like, is is school doing what it's actually like what it's uh, pitching that it's doing? Is it educating people and preparing them for the rest of the world? And I would say indirectly, yes. But a lot of the stuff that you learn in class, and especially stuff that's like so basic at the bottom, you know, in elementary school, is like, is that useful? Is that like really the best way we can be utilizing our time? There's all these other models of like school systems, like out in Scandinavia, I think like Sweden or Finland has some like experimental school program for like high school students where you basically pick your own curriculum and you get to like choose a bunch of from a list of classes and like that's how you go through school. And like once because once you get to that point, you learn all the basics and now you're like specializing and that's exactly what you need to do in order to get a job. So it's um I don't know, like at first I'm like, oh these kids are wasting their time, you know, like, oh, you know, like they're they're not learning anything. They're gonna fall behind and all these things. But like that's not necessarily true. They're actually learning and having like a real world experience, which none of their peers are having. Are we going to be goofing off like this every day? We're not goofing off. We're making, we're creating musical fusion. Okay. Well, are we going to be creating musical fusion like this every day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well that, I mean, Frankie obviously wants to slack off, right? Well, okay. Hold on. I, 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 it's Freddie. I, I, I should Freddy? have corrected oh, you sorry, earlier. I'm sorry. You should have corrected me earlier because I don't know. <laughs> Freddie it's Freddy, to- his name's Freddie Jones. Remember, he's like, "What's your name, Freddie Jones?" Okay, Freddie Jones, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I mean, he wants to slack off, right? He, he kind of, he's kind of on board for the uh, like recess all day, like idea, but none of the other kids are. And what they do instead is apply themselves in a very useful way. I mean, maybe not all kids would think this way, right? I mean, they're already as soon as Mr. Sneebly shows up, they're kind of challenging him to you know, actually teach them something, but they, um, the benefit that they get from learning from some other person besides someone who's like following a curriculum or, you know, being a teacher is like very monumental. And I don't know, like, I mean, obviously this is a movie and there's like a lot of things that are exaggerated, but I, I, it makes me question, like, is the way we do things now the best way? And I, if I were to ask that question, not even watching this movie, my answer would be, no, for sure, no. Sure. And I think a lot of it also has to do with like your self-esteem and your self-image, something that I think, at least in my yeah, There's no classes on that. Yeah, yeah, it never gets brought up. But I think that's something that a lot of people, that goes underdeveloped for people. Even something I felt about myself. I feel like my own uh, you know, feeling of self-actualization and confidence came from external experiences, things I did elsewhere. And maybe the school expects that, right? Maybe they expect you to do something like that. Yeah, well, that's all like extracurriculars, right? Right, but but at the same time, if school is truly supposed to be preparing you for the real world, I think it's kind of an oversight to leave out something like that. If you you can't really accomplish anything if you don't feel like you can, if you're not if you're expecting everything to be laid out in front of you and be told to do it. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's also something that's missing. And ironically, like Dewey lives in a realer world than the teachers do. You know, he actually knows what it takes to like kind of be successful. He's not been very good at it, but he kind of knows what it, what it needs. The teachers who teach these subjects and everything are preparing kids for more school, preparing them to become better academics. So it's like, you know, it's almost backwards in a way. Like you think Dewey as like this high minded dreamer, you know, who has like an unrealistic view of the world. But you know preparatory school doesn't necessarily have a, a realistic view world view either would you would you tell picasso to sell one of his guitars <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is my my next topic is uh, kind of relates to this but 
I think this movie is subtly critiquing capitalism in a big way. Um, I say subtly in a big way. The, uh, <laughs> first of all, Dewey's rejection of grades and performance, right? They have a performance metric on the wall that shows all the kids and how they rank and everything. Summer obviously has the most stars because she's the best. Um, and he tears that down and says, this is, you know, this is garbage. We don't want to do this. I mean, that's capitalism is based on the idea of like performance and how well you output, right? It's based on your, like, how many stars you have, essentially. I mean, it's not necessarily a meritocracy, for sure, but it's it's based on, like, your output. It's not based on, like, how you feel or anything like that. Well, it's based on what the market deems valuable. Not necessarily yeah, exactly. that that has true... Uh, that things that are deemed valuable actually have that much substance to them or are something that we would judge as good, but it's whatever has the most value, whatever creates the most profit. Exactly. And then there's the whole thing where they didn't actually win, right? The money, the, the prize was money, 20 grand, and they didn't win, but it didn't matter. That wasn't the point, right? Like they, they keep reminding themselves like winning the money wasn't the point. The point was to put on a great show, right? That's the point of rock and roll. Rock and roll exists. Like, so, and, and, and this ties in, of course, with the, with uh, no vacancy, right? Because their goal was to sell out, was to make it big or whatever, to participate in this you know, consumer culture, whereas um, School of Rock, they were just in it for the fun of it, for the school, or not the school, for the rocking and rolling. <laughs> for the schooling and rolling. No, you're, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, I, I want to play the the man rant okay. real quick, because I think this is, a, first of all, it's just amazing because it's Jack Black, but also it, it definitely relates to this conversation. What, you want to learn something? Yes, I do. What, you want me to teach you something? You want to learn something? All right. Here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just gonna lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone and he's burning down the Amazon, and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank, okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV! So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome, because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up! This is great. It is, it is great. First off, amazing delivery. So amazing by uh, Jack Black as Dewey. But I think at this point, Dewey is kind of projecting. He's, he's mixing his Obviously, yeah, something yeah. that he believes with his current situation. Um, I, I think that he has a point about the man. Um, but instead of giving up, like he's saying right now, because he's kind of down in the dumps, you should do what he ends his actions end up being in this film, which is do it anyways. Don't don't let other people's you know argument for what is valuable change the way that you go about expressing yourself you should create something cool or pure don't you shouldn't care about what the man does and and like we've said he has all these examples of doing that not caring about the gold stars and demerits um when they say rocking isn't about getting an a which is a great line from this movie yeah that could almost be the tagline for school of rock <laughs> for um, sure and and also like he says rock is about passion and i think that 
extends again this is like one of these ideas that transcends rock and roll uh it's just finding something that you truly enjoy something you truly believe in and you know really diving into that whether or not it's something that society or the market or capitalism deems as valuable right well that's the thing i mean his mention about mtv is perfect here too right because mtv is taking rock and roll which has traditionally been about dissent and marketing that so that people can dissent safely, um, which is a purely like capitalistic idea, um, and you know selling people back the thing that they're trying that they're using to rail against the system that they're trying to rail against. It's a it's all circular and and weird, but it's just the it's kind of never ending cycle of like you can never escape, um, and it's I mean the only way I guess is really to just not play the game and not care that you don't win the money or not care about what your performance was just caring about putting on something that was cool pure or awesome that's right and and this is my argument for to support this film whenever I bring it up to other people because I do this movie is beloved to me like I've said I was a big fan of this movie I watched it a million times when I was a kid but like you said subtly in a big way this movie has a critique for capitalism <laughs> which makes it kind of like a grown-up big boy movie even though it is a very family-friendly comedy that's enjoyable for all ages especially me as a little kid okay do you want to move on to our ratings let's do it you, could, you should go first. Okay, I'll go first. I give this movie a encore performance uh, because I enjoyed it so much and I definitely will go back and watch it again without my notes, without stop pausing it to write down every amazing line. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it because from front to back, I truly, truly, truly enjoy this movie. Are you wishing for uh, School, of Rock, School of Rock 2? No, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I saw, I, I did some research and found out that there, Jack Black wanted to do a second one where they take the the after school program across the country it was gonna be school mm. of rock across america or school of rock usa or something like that so glad that movie didn't get made i uh just because i i feel like if the second one was bad it would taint my opinion of the first one school of rock is a self-contained masterpiece and it can't be I, it won't be changed and I, i'd like to leave it that way yeah okay my rating i give this one raised goblet to the gods of rock Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. It, the prayer they did before the show. It's so funny, dude. Oh, man. So good. Okay. Joey, what's next on Affable Chat? The next movie we're doing is Avengers Endgame. Yes. Watch yourself. Spoiler heavy episode incoming. If you haven't seen Avengers, if you're listening to this episode right now and you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, I'm sorry. What are you doing? Yeah, you're just not a big Marvel fan. Because, <laughs> because, I mean, with the popularity of memes coming out of this movie, it's impossible to avoid the spoilers at this point. I had to go on social media lockdown starting around 3 p.m. on Thursday just to avoid it. I got a text from one of my friends. He was like, I'm going to the 5 p.m. Eastern time showing of Avengers Endgame on Thursday. I was like, oh, no. The public is being exposed to it this early, and I just had to—I just had to turn off my phone. I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm—I'll see the internet on Saturday then, because I'm not looking again." Until Let me go I see under my movie. rock. That's right, and the, I mean, I'm a big NFL fan, and the NFL draft started on Thursday night, and it was through Saturday. Didn't watch because oh, I man. didn't want to be spoiled. And uh, well, actually, I watched the first night, but I didn't look at social media because I couldn't. I just—it was too big of a deal. So I'm really excited about this upcoming episode. I feel like everyone's been kind of nice about it. On Reddit, everyone's been like, be careful or spoilers, careful or spoilers, you know? I mean, I don't think, I haven't seen too much, really. 
So that's that's been good. Yeah, and and obviously I'm doing my best to avoid it. We went to a restaurant after we saw it, and everyone was like, "Okay, we can't talk about the movie here because people in this restaurant <laughs> might not have seen it yet. We don't want to ruin it for them." That's so considerate. Yeah, <laughs> which sucked because we wanted to, but um, and we whispered about it sometimes. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited about talking about that movie. We're going to be doing that later this week. I'm going to go see it again before then. And hopefully I can budget the time because God dang it, that movie is long. Um, it is. But yes. All right. I think that's, that's going to wrap that this episode of Affable Chat up. I really, really love School of Rock and I'm so happy we got to do it here. And we'll have this in the vault forever. So any, we can go back and visit it anytime. Well, I can go back and visit it because I definitely <laughs> will because I love this movie so much. Anyways, let's end this thing. For Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account, at AffableChat, or our email, AffableChat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.